You're listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Episode number 97. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach, Kristen Morrison. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, Pet Sitters Associates has provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry or you want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetSitLLC.com. Also, Pet Sitters Associates is offering Prosperous Pet Business Podcast listeners $15 off when you join today by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. To find out more, go to the podcast show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 97. That's the number 97. Once again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 97. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you are doing well today, and I'm really, really happy to be bringing you today's podcast episode with Kelsey. She is a pet groomer and a kennel owner, and she has some challenges with employees, with automation. She's just struggling with some quality control in her business, and maybe you can relate to this. So, In just a moment, we'll be diving into my session with Kelsey, and you can be a fly on the wall and participate by listening. And if you're interested in scheduling a coaching session with me, you can go to the show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 97. That's the number 97. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 97. And you can sign up for a paid coaching session with me. It's a private session, so it will not be recorded on the podcast. But if you'd prefer to get a free coaching session and share your session on the podcast, I will record it. I will give you a free session and you can help others through your session and by it being on the podcast. So I don't accept every single challenge that is presented to me because some just won't be a good fit for this podcast. For instance, I had a pet sitter a few weeks ago ask, hey, can you do a free podcast session with me and tell me about how best to use my software? And I said, that isn't going to work because it's going to require visual. (laughs) And this is an audio platform. So anyway, what you can do if you'd like is go to the show notes page. You'll find an email where you can email me your challenge. I encourage you to email me just at the most three sentences about your challenge. I get a lot of people reaching out, wanting to be on the podcast. So I ask that you keep it short and clear and succinct 
And if I feel like it'll be a really good fit for the podcast, I would love to have you on. And I really, really appreciate everyone who has reached out to me to be on the podcast. I've got some really great sessions coming up for all of you listeners to hear, and I would love to work with some of you listeners. So if you're feeling inspired and you want to reach out to me, please do. I welcome it. So the email address is admin at prosperouspetbusiness.com. And again, you can go to the show notes page to find that prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 97. And now here is my session with Kelsey. Hello, Kelsey. Hi. Hello. Hi. How, How are, you? are you? Good. Good. I am so happy to be working with you today. Me too. I'm excited about this. I think we'll get some good tips out of this. I. That's my intention. <laughs> so let's dive right in. So tell me a little bit about your business and then we'll start with what you're most struggling with right now. Okay. So I own a grooming shop in Kennel. I took over the grooming shop about three years ago and then I took over the kennel in March. So the kennel is still kind of new. Mm-hmm. It used to be one business and then the lady wanted to sell part of it. And so it's kind of been back and forth, but I feel like I'm having trouble creating, implementing and enforcing systems primarily with the kennel and the front desk side, Mm -hmm. because I mostly work in the groom shop. Uh, I'm sure everybody is struggling to find employees. So that's usually where I'm (laughs) most Uh needed. So being on the, uh, I, I just don't have time to be, on the other side, watching them all the time because I'm just in the groom shop. So I've tried to create checklists and do that kind of stuff, but I feel like nobody really takes them seriously. Mm -hmm. And I feel like most employees dread a checklist. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, some, some feel micromanaged when they have a checklist. And I am not a micromanager. Mm -hmm. I want you guys to do your stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to have to worry about if you did it right. You know, I I hear you. Not me. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like my part of my problem is my time because I'm very consumed in the groom shop. But I feel like if Mm -hmm. I had better systems on the other side that I wouldn't have to worry about that side as much because yeah. what happens is they don't do what they need to do. And then I'm stuck there late because I'm finishing or fixing or doing A, B, and C from what they didn't do. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that I feel like if I had a little bit better systems, they can self-manage a little bit better and I won't right. have to stress as much. Great. Okay. And what parts are falling by the wayside? Get really specific with me. Let me know what you're noticing in terms um, of your staff and what they're not doing on a consistent basis. It's mostly they just don't like in the in the kennel side, like cleaning, they leave buckets and I tell that, you know, like it's 
they clean and they're supposed to pull everything out of the kennel. So it's ready for the next dog. And they just mm-hmm. miss little stuff. I feel like, but I mm-hmm. feel like it's a lot of common sense type stuff. And yeah. I realized that clear, I say clear is kind because uh-huh. I try to be as clear as possible and yeah. say, okay, I get it. I get it. And then it just doesn't happen. And I'm like, Hello, did you get your brain at home today? Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I have an idea, Kelsey. Yes. So I know, yeah. So I know you said you're resistant to checklists or your staff may be, but sometimes a checklist can be our best friend in terms of remembering things. Yeah. So an idea that popped into my head, and I've actually never mentioned this to any other coaching client, and I've worked with a lot of them. But an idea that popped into my head for you that you might want to do is to create a laminated checklist. Okay. Um, I have, I created a checklist and it's not laminated. They were, but most people just kind of, I tell them you need to use it and then it just kind of falls off the wagon and then nobody yeah. uses it. And then I just kind of. And here's like, here's you know. the difference though. <laughs> they need accountability. So, you know, what's happening is you're asking them to do something and they're not doing it. And then you yeah. give them a checklist and they're not looking at the checklist, obviously. Otherwise, they'd be doing everything on the checklist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's what I'm gonna recommend. I'm gonna recommend that you laminate a checklist. And I want you to get as simple as possible on this checklist. It's just bullet points with check marks next to it. Okay. Or check boxes, I should say, with a dry erase um, pen attached to this checklist. So it's Mm got to be self-contained and they really, they actually need to check it, you know, either right after they've done this particular task of let's say cleaning the kennel or Mm -hmm. as they go. Okay. In terms of cleaning the kennel, it's their choice. That's where they get autonomy, but it's not non-negotiable. Like they need to do that. And what they need to do after they do that, after they check off the check boxes is then take a picture of it. And I would even have a line if there's a specific kennel number. Okay. So that, and mm -hmm. We have kennel numbers. Okay, perfect. So on the checklist, you want to have kennel number, and then they basically take a photo of that and email it to you. And then they wipe it off and they go to the next one, whatever other kennel needs cleaning. And then they clean that kennel, really paying attention to the check marks. They check them off, write the kennel number, take a picture. See how that, this goes? Yeah, yeah. So this creates accountability because right now they're saying, oh, I did it or I forgot or, but this way they really have to see, did I do this? And then you have a visual. Yeah. And I have a, a, one of my, my main kennel person is awesome and very rarely forgets stuff. But mm-hmm. then when other people, and it, and so it, I, I have a hard time because I'm like, I know that you know what you're doing mm-hmm. and I'm not really doing this for you. It's more for other people. But then mm-hmm. 
they're doing things because other people and that's not their responsibility if that makes right sense. So it does make sense mm-hmm. too because you know it's and I do have a checklist but I will I think I'm going to update it to a little bit more clear be, mm-hmm. you know add make sure you're pulling buckets and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. And what do they do with the clear buckets? Is kind. Clear is kind. And mm-hmm. I love that term. That phrase is beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, with yes. this person yes. that's doing it correctly, you, you don't have to give them a checklist. The other people okay. need it. They need okay. it. And that, okay. and then the other people who aren't doing what they say they're going to do, them doing what they say they're going to do is going to help the person who's already doing what she says she's going to do. And she does it. Okay. Okay. So what's happening is there is a cog in the wheel of the organization of your company (laughs) that Mm -hmm. is missing. And the missing piece is attention to detail. Yeah. And I'm very detail oriented. And yep. so I understand that not everybody is like me and people miss stuff, but sometimes, yeah. and I'm working like a mad person. I'm there like six or seven days a week. So some yeah. days I just don't even really have the energy to deal with it. You know, I'm I like, completely okay, understand. <laughs> so this so, way you don't actually have to deal with it. This creates a level of automation, which is okay. what really big companies do as a way to alleviate the pain points like you're experiencing. Yeah. Um, to alleviate quality control, you know, slipping mm-hmm. is to create systems and strategies that are just non negotiable. And yes, it may seem like, oh, why do I have to check this, these boxes? You know, I'm doing it. Well, you're not going to say this, but in your mind, you're thinking you're not doing it. Exactly. And so <laughs> we're going to go backwards to like square one here when I was first training you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then maybe you can try it after a month of them doing this, say, you've been doing great. We're going to like take this step off the checklist. Like you don't have to do the checklist and the photo um, for a few days. Let's see how it goes. And if it, if things slip, if the quality slips, then we'll be bringing it back. But, you know, I feel like you've got a handle on this. Do you feel like you've got a handle on it? Because then it becomes a habit and part of just what they do. And even, mm -hmm, and even Mm -hmm. though like for some people, and I find especially business owners or people that are drawn to owning their own business tend to be really attentive to detail. It's just in their nature. And they mm-hmm. wouldn't be good business owners without that, or at least without cultivating that skill, right? Learning how to be attentive to detail. Yes. But, you know, many people aren't born with it, but it doesn't mean they can't do it. And sometimes they need training wheels, like a laminated checklist that they actually check off. And then mm-hmm. they take a picture and then they send it to you. You know, they're, they're basically in kindergarten again in terms of kennel school, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am having a hard time. I mean, that's a whole nother section of, but as most of us are just finding mm-hmm. people yes. in general. So 
sometimes I'm hiring people that aren't necessarily my first choice because sure. it's kind of a it's a choice of a body or I understand a body. So yes. Sometimes that makes it a little difficult. I completely get it. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that sometimes even those people that aren't your first choice, they can become maybe not your first choice, but at least a close second. Yes. Through and training. I've, I've found that as well. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've had some people that I was not sure and it, it's hard to tell you know, until you, until you have them. It really is. is. So as far as, so that's the kennel side. And then I have a front desk, which is also, I'm having similar problems. You know, they, Mm -hmm. some days they do stuff. Sometimes they don't. I also have a checklist. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, um, we, we send out confirmations every day to confirm people's grooming or kennel Mm -hmm. um, reservations. Mm -hmm. And yesterday she did them. And then the day before she didn't. And some days she is very busy and Mm -hmm. she just doesn't have time. And I understand that, but it's a little willy nilly. I feel like he knows that. And she's also seen a lot of people. I mean, I'm a, trying to get people to come to interviews and they just don't show up. So I feel like she's trying to take advantage of me a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I'm in a little bit, I don't know how to approach Mm -hmm. that because I would prefer not to get rid of her, but yeah. But she's causing you to lose money too. If you don't confirm, sometimes people don't show up. You've reserved that space and then you're out a client space, you know, Correct. <clears throat> and money. And I'm, and I'm, that was one of the cases, you know, I, I get done grooming at the end of the day and then I go up to the front to check everything mm-hmm. and stuff's not done. So then I'm there late cause I'm doing yeah. stuff that shouldn't, shouldn't be, it should be done. <laughs> right. Right. I, I totally hear you, Kelsey. And the thing is, is again, going back to the cog analogy, you know, that mm-hmm. missing, piece in the cog creates a ripple effect that impacts other people that are working for you. It impacts your profit. It Mm -hmm. impacts your well-being emotionally, physically. You're there later. You're tired. You probably want to go home. So, you know, I know that you know all this. I'm just kind of reiterating the impact. So going back to how to solve this. So I am very, very surprised that your software system doesn't have an automatic confirmation because a lot of software systems do Do. when an appointment is coming up, it sends, you can, you know, basically go into the admin system and set up reminders to go out like three days before 24 hours like that. Mm -hmm. Does, Does your system not have that? It does not. It's an old system that I um, inherited when I bought the business, but I am planning in the next few months on updating the system. That was going to be one of the things, but we do have a lot of elderly people that don't text or email. I understand. Yeah. So some of it is still probably Uh going to have to be done you know, manually, but it'll be a lot easier for the front desk person because it'll be fewer manual transactions to make. Yes. So I'm going to encourage you to make that 
a priority. Now, here's the thing, though. Things are going to speed up. It's almost Thanksgiving. It's going to be Christmas soon. You know, you're in a busy holiday time. So it's not the right time to implement a new software. That's going to throw, you know, that's going to create even more waves. So, but what I'm going to encourage you to do is like starting January, like maybe mid-January, that's when I would begin transitioning it over. And I would either have somebody within your current system. So maybe the front desk person, she could, you know, move all that data if she has attention to detail. I mean, it sounds like maybe she doesn't since she's not following up, but you could also hire somebody on Upwork. You know, you could hire an admin assistant to do all the data entry or, and it can be as easy as, you know, um, uploading or, or basically downloading an Excel spreadsheet of all your client data with your current system and then uploading it to the new system. You know, there may be a way that's very simple. Yeah, I've been looking at, because that was my plan. I wanted to get through the holidays. Mm-hmm. And then, because as we know, it would be very difficult to yeah. implement that right now. But yeah. um, that was my plan. And I know some of them do, I think you can pay the company and they will do that for you to update it also um, to input all the Well, and you may not need to, need to do that because it really might be as simple as a click of a button of downloading the data and then really like uploading it to the system. If, if they tell you what's needed in terms of the Excel spreadsheet, you may not need to pay them. If it's something that they naturally do as part of the transition process, then I would let them deal with it. But if it's something that you have to pay a significant amount of money for, I would look at doing it yourself because it really is most times very, very simple to do. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm not the most technology inclined person. So I wasn't yeah. sure how I understand how hard it might be. Yeah. So, you know, you can cross that bridge when you get there, but you know, you can ask them too, how easy is it? Is it literally like pulling my data from my existing software and do an Excel spreadsheet and then uploading it? Or do I have to manually do it? And, you know, that can be a question that you ask too, as you're researching different softwares. And this automatic confirmation is a non-negotiable for any software that you get. Like I'm going to encourage you not to get a software system that doesn't have that capability. If they don't have it, they're not a good fit for you. Because this is one of those pain points that's Mm -hmm. causing you stress. It's causing you to lose money. It's just impacting you in a big way. Like it seems Mm -hmm. like a small thing, but it becomes this big thing. It is a big thing. It's really important. And I, my -hmm. clients expect it that they will be getting a call. And I, I don't, I don't like to be inconsistent. I think it's really unprofessional. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that just drives me crazy. I you know? completely understand as, <laughs> as a fellow person who's uh, pays attention to details. I'm right there with your sister, you know, yeah, <laughs> that would drive me crazy. So, so the key really is to go to the root, like how can you create automation? And that mm-hmm. goes with, you know, going back to the kennel situation and the checklist. So part of creating automation is actually creating it to be a habit 
within your kennel cleaners, right? Mm -hmm. So after a while, it's going to just be what they do. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. I was trying to think about your people and, you know, you're not with them when they're going into the house. And I'm sure you had some sort of checklist or something. I did. How, yeah. do you, how do you enforce it when you're not watching them all the time to know? Yeah. Know, well, what I did is I sent, mm-hmm, I sent a client questionnaire out to a lot of our clients, not all clients, but a lot of our clients. And the way that I did that, and that might be something that you want to do as well, even though you're not going into clients' homes, they're actually mm-hmm. dropping their animals off, but still a the client questionnaire is really important. And a lot of people these days are doing online questionnaires, but then people don't really fill them out. So mm-hmm. what I did is I began snail mailing the questionnaires and I included a self-addressed stamped envelope. So I went super old school and okay. it worked. Like they would open it and they would go, oh my gosh, just stamped envelope. I have to send this. You know? <laughs> It's like appealing to their guilt or whatever. Um, You know, nobody wants to waste a stamp and it's already addressed to, you know, our company. And I made it really easy for them. And I I made the questionnaire very short. So, you know, some of it is going to have to be getting feedback from your clients. And part of that might be to their experience at the front desk, right? Or when they picked up their dog from the kennel, did their dog seem happy and relaxed? And so this can give you a lot of information that you may not get because somebody might not feel comfortable calling you to tell you this. It can be uncomfortable for them unless they're really upset, right? Mm -hmm. And also, this is a great opportunity to get positive feedback too. This can be a source of testimonials on your website. 
If they rave about you on this client questionnaire, you can reach out to them and say, hey, would you be willing to write a Yelp review? I just really appreciate what you wrote here. Okay. And yeah. what what kind of like specific questions do you yeah. ask? So it's going to be different for each business and each type of business. So you have both a kennel and a grooming company. Is that correct? Yeah. And and I'm in one building. Right. So So they're joined basically. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So it's going to be two separate questionnaires because it's really two different services that are completely different. So let's start with the kennel. So what I would say is I would have an open-ended question. I would have like, did your dog seem happy and relaxed when you picked him or her up? You know, yes or no. That would be one question. Another question I would ask is, was there anything you wish we had done or not done, you know, while while your dog was staying with us? You know, we're okay. committed to your, to your dog and your happiness. You know, you could start off like that. Was there anything that you would have liked done or that was or wasn't done, you know, that you okay. can share with us? So that, you know, and just have that be a few lines where they can write that. And some will leave it blank if there was nothing. And you can also have a spot that says, you know, NA for no answer. So they just circle that. And then the other thing that I would have for both the kennel and the grooming, because they all deal with the front desk, right, is who helped you at the front desk? And please tell us a little bit about what your experience was like, getting checked in, getting checked out, like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've kind of been thinking about doing that a little bit, but I just wasn't sure how to approach it approach it. I would recommend that you snail mail it because you're going to be more likely to get them back. Like it's, it can be a lot of work to create these questionnaires and, to, mm-hmm. you know, like put a stamp on it, send it out, but it's totally worth it because the feedback you'll get is worth its weight in gold. I mean, just so powerful, good and bad. Cause then mm-hmm. you have something to work with, you know, like you can't always be there when people are checking in their dog to get groomed or go to the kennel or Mm -hmm. vice versa to get checked out. And so this is an opportunity for you to really, you know, know what's happening in your absence. Mm -hmm. So that's for the kennel. And there may be another question that I'm not aware of that, you know, you notice that, or that you'd really like to ask clients, like if you could ask them anything regarding your service, what would you ask them? You know, and that okay. I would put. Is there anything that comes to mind? Not off the top of my head right now, but I'm okay. sure I can think of Great. something. <laughs> but again, you don't want to keep, you don't want to have it be very long because if they look at this long checklist, their eyes are going to glaze over and they're going to be like, forget it. I don't care that there's a stamped envelope. It's going yeah, in the yeah. garbage, you know? So I would say like four questions max. Okay. Yeah. And then at the very bottom of this checklist, I would say something like, would you be willing to give us a testimonial? Yes or no. Okay. You know, and if so, we'll contact you to talk about it more. Something like that. That way, you know, if, and it may be that you just pull whatever positive statements they 
wrote on the questionnaire and you can put them on your website and you could ask them to please post them on Yelp or next door, wherever you do client reviews. Okay. Yeah. And then going back to the grooming. So that's a totally separate service and a very different service. So the questions are going to be slightly different. I mean, one of the questions will be the same. Was your pet, do you groom cats and dogs or just dogs? Just dogs. Okay. Was your dog happy and relaxed when you picked him or her up from the grooming appointment? Was there anything that you wish we had done, you know, during the grooming appointment? It may be, you know, were you happy with, the cut that we provided for your dog or the groom. Okay. Yeah. And um, what was your experience like getting checked in or getting checked out with our front desk person? And do you remember who checked you out? Is there just one person right now? Um, I have two. Okay. So it'd be great. Do they have name tags? No, they, we don't have name tags. I would actually get name tags. I was thinking we don't wear uniforms either. And I've been kind of pondering that as well. Yeah. Because I just feel like it's a little more uniform. And we, yeah, we're using a lot of bleach and I don't mm-hmm. want to ruin people's clothes. So that, was, yeah, that's I think that's a mind. good idea. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it and I would get a name tag. And, okay. you know, I would have it be like a color that stands out like yellow you know, and then their name in white or something or black, just so it's really clear. Yeah. Who is who? Because then when they're writing this questionnaire, they'll be able to remember who, who actually checked them in and they may not remember, but at least they'll be more likely to remember if there was more like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if they had a really negative or really positive experience, they're going to remember who it yes. was. Yes. <laughs> it implants in their brain. It does. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm really liking this because as I said, my it's not that I'm not there. I'm just typically so busy. I don't have time to watch everybody every second of, you know, let alone take a day off. <laughs> I totally understand. So. Yeah. And this will help you begin to create that because also when your staff knows that you're sending out these client questionnaires, they're going to be perhaps even on their, you know, on better, better behavior as a mm-hmm. result. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, right. it, again, we're looking at the ripple effect, like making one change impacts the whole entire system in a positive or negative way, right? So this could be a really positive change. Yeah, yeah. I like the automation. It, mm-hmm. I feel like that should be standard, but sometimes I, the standard of deviance, you know, one yeah. person stops doing it and then it I just I understand, yes. <laughs> and part of it too is what you're grappling with right now, which is a shortage of quality staff members. So it can, mm-hmm. I would imagine, keep you feeling like, ah, I'm kind of walking on eggshells, like not wanting to, you know, give them too much negative feedback so they don't leave because then I'll be up a creek, you know? Yes, um, that's definitely, mm-hmm. that's absolutely the <laughs> part mm-hmm. of it because I have, I 
say my core staff that I've had for a long time and, and I don't have any problems with them, but then it's kind of my revolving staff Mm -hmm. is usually more a bit of the problem. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is too, though, if they are doing a good job, then you're going to be happier with them. They're going to actually feel that because we humans feel energy. And Mm -hmm. so if you're not happy with them, they're going to feel your unhappiness, right? Whether you say things or not non-verbally, we feel that and that could cause them to leave. So it's really in their best interest to do a good job because it's like a bad apple spoils the rest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you got to kind of get at that bad apple, but to do it in a very gentle way. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I try to be gentle, but you know, I just, I feel like I'm so busy and I'm just tired and I try not to be crabby and Uh I try not to have bad energy, but some days well, (laughs) yeah, I I know. And, and I'm telling you though, my dear, doing some of these things will make a difference because Mm -hmm. you will be these are pain points that you're experiencing. So rather than looking at the symptom, you know, you're going to be going to the core of what's really happening and causing this distress, you know, Mm -hmm. and And that's really the key. Yeah. Um, And I have a few, I just hired two new employees. So I think now's a good time to start to implement this because they're, they're just going to learn and yep, they've been there. One of them's been there um, uh, maybe two weeks and Mm -hmm. I trained him, I trained him, I trained him. And then I set him free and I was like, what happened? (laughs) What, what did he, what did he do or Uh, not do? It was, it was in the kennels and he just, I set him free and it was, it wasn't that it wasn't clean. It just, he really didn't pay attention, I guess, because mm-hmm. it was just there was buckets and he left the run cards there. And I'm like, is this clean? Is this dirty? Mm-hmm. Like, I think you cleaned it, but you left all the stuff. So now I'm not sure. So I think I should redo it. And yeah, it, it I, you know, I trained him and he's like, I got it. I got it. it you know, and he it didn't it's really have not it. that difficult. Yeah. And <laughs> eh, he, he didn't seem to have it. So. No, he didn't. So that checklist is going to be his best friend. Yeah. And I, I did create a checklist, but I'm going to update it mm-hmm. better for each kennel because mm-hmm. I went through and I said, this is exactly how you do it. But I didn't add stuff like make sure you pull the buckets and the run Mm -hmm. cards is Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I think that will help because that's just, it's simple stuff. But when Mm -hmm. I go to put a dog in a kennel and there's buckets there or, you know, A, B, it's just adds an extra layer of something I have to do or turmoil to the already crazy hectic day. And now absolutely. And the thing too, yeah, I I hear that. The thing too with these laminated cards is that what you might want to do instead of them taking a picture, because then you'll really know, is them checking it off and and putting it on the kennel so that when you walk by or when your manager walks by or your front desk person, 
they'll be able to see those checkboxes. Like, okay, this all happened. And, you know, you can have the name of the person who cleaned it. They write that in, you know, so that might be an even easier way to just have them have it clipped, you know, to the kennel. And then with each clean, you know, it gets erased and, and rechecked and dated and timed, you know, here's the time that I did it. Like it's, you're really having to hold their hand more than you might, you know, like to do, but it'll benefit your business. And eventually it'll become second nature to them, but it may take a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I find that's, you know, I try not to, I don't want to handhold. I will when I, when I need to, but yeah, it makes it hard on me. I know, sweetheart. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to help Mm -hmm. is myself. Yes. Yes. So this is part of handholding without you actually having to be there looking over their shoulder saying you didn't clean the buckets or you left the buckets here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really, and you know, that checklist may need to be modified and streamlined in the future. So this will be kind of a work in progress, right? Don't be afraid to change it down the road. You know, you may find, wow, I need to add this on the checklist. This isn't consistently getting done, but really I would look at what's not happening and make okay. sure that goes on the checklist in addition to the basic things that you know most people do they still need to check it off that they did it it's kind of like when you go to airport bathrooms if you've seen those checklists that they do yes. um yeah so often they have a date and time you know and they usually clean them a few times a day um mm-hmm. and then they have where they check boxes of you know clean the toilets clean the sinks restock the, you know, paper towels. I mean, it's kind of that level, you know, but that's how you get to cleanliness in Mm -hmm. automation. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, Mm -hmm. I like this a lot because I, I tried the checklist and I felt like it was, I spent a lot of time creating it and then Mm -hmm. it just kind of went down the drain. So yeah. And I'm always trying to update and I think it's really clear and it's not uh-huh. as clear to some people as I think. So yeah. And I, my manager, she looked at it. I had her look it over and she's like, You really have to put this on there, you know? Good. Like, yeah. Yes, you I gotta spell it out. You really gotta you know, yes, mm-hmm. you have to add laundry soap to the washing machine as you yeah. do laundry. <laughs> I know, you know, darling. I know. I had to do this with, you know, client contracts where it it was like a living, breathing entity. I had to add things as things happened. This mm-hmm. is for you too. This checklist is a living, breathing entity and they need to check it, like check every box as they do it or at the very end, that's fine. But if they've checked it, they need to make sure that they've actually done it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, then you need in the beginning, what you're going to need to do is go through those checklists. So, you know, start it at a time when you're actually going to be there and be able to review those, you know, walk by the kennels, see those check boxes, 
compare it to what is actually happening in that kennel in terms of cleanliness and then deal with it in the present moment. So pull that person aside and say, and don't, you know, say it in front of anybody because you don't want to embarrass people. You know, it's like, I've heard praise in a group, but discipline or, you know, let somebody know about negative feedback in private. It's really important to do that. So basically you're going to be letting them know, Hey, you know, I know you checked this, but I just want to be clear what this means is those buckets need to get out of the kennel or they need to be cleaned or, you know, and I see there, here's how they're not cleaned. I don't mean to, you know, be anal retentive. I'm not trying to be that way at all, but what we do need is cleanliness here. And so, you know, just want to make sure that you understand so that we're in harmony. Everything's fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think just a, a clearer checklist and being able to catch it as it's happening. That's right. Helps a lot too. It will. Cause that's the training piece. So you're going to have to kind of go back to square one. But Mm -hmm. this way of doing things will help you and them much more than just simply handing them a checklist and saying, do these things. And then they shove that checklist in their backpack and never look at it again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is going to be in their face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And knowing that I'm going to be checking it will help because they'll actually want to do it. That's that. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, my dear. Well, wonderful to work with you today. You too. Thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. I wish you a wonderful day. And thanks again for reaching out for a coaching session yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. Take care. Have a Kelsey. good day. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you got a lot out of that session with Kelsey. I really enjoyed working with her and I would love to work with you if you feel like you would like to reach out and share what you're struggling with in your business, what your biggest challenge is, you can email me and you will find that email on the show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 97. That's the number 97. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 97. And I would love to work with you if you'd prefer instead to work with me privately. You will also find information about my private coaching in the show notes page as well. I also have VIP days available. I have a small handful of VIP days that are available coming up in the next few months. I would love, love, love to work with you if you'd like to have me coach you for an entire day in either Marin County, California, or on the Big Island of Hawaii, I work in both places and it just depends where I'm at in the world (laughs) when you want to schedule your session, but I would absolutely love to work with you. I've got a number of VIP coaching clients I'm working with and I would love to work with you as well. So you can find out information about that as well on the show notes page. 
So I look forward to the next episode and the next coaching session with one of you pet sitters and dog walkers and dog trainers and groomers and doggy daycare owners. So uh, reach out to me if you'd like to be on the podcast and I wish you a beautiful day or evening wherever you're at in the world. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.